appointed and elected the believer to accomplish his eternal purpose. And the word chosen is used many times in the Bible. And I'm thankful this morning that God chose me in Christ. If he had not chose me, then I, of course, would not be saved this morning. But let's get the history of chosen. Israel was chosen of God. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, when we look at this uh, scripture, the seventh chapter of Deuteronomy, verse 6, God said, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And when you study this, and you know that everyone that is saved today and everyone that will be saved that God chose them in Christ before the foundation of the world. But you think about Israel, God chose a nation. But there has never been a nation that's gone through what Israel has gone through and what will come their way. They believe, but they're looking for him to come. We're looking for him to come the second time. In every instance where it speaks of Israel being chosen, it always refers to the nation being selected as an instrument of service. We as America, we was known many, many years ago as a God-fearing nation. My opinion, there is no fear of God in the nation of the United States now. And that's why that we are in for a hard time if you think things are bad now. Uh, so let's stick around. In every instance where it speaks of Israel being chosen, always refers to a nation. Not necessarily all the people. The Israelites will be saved the same way that I was saved. That's through hearing the word of God and God granting them repentance and faith to believe it. Nobody is saved any other way. But it's, I believe it's important for us to be able to find comfort in the fact, you know, that God does the choosing. Notice with me in Matthew chapter 12, Matthew the 12th chapter and verse 18. God says here in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 18. Now, he says, Behold my servant, 
whom I have chosen. I would have never been saved if I had to do the choosing. Because I would still have that depraved heart, spiritually speaking, and I would not want, did not want to be saved this time until God worked on the water. And how did he do it? He sent somebody to preach the gospel. And it's through the preaching of the gospel that we want to be saved. And it's no other way except that. So, you know, we uh, got to understand that when God saves somebody, it's because God has chosen that person. Paul, who we, or I think highly of, where he was, how God chose him and changed his whole life, and he was used mightily by the Lord. And he tells us that in in, in Acts chapter 9 and verse 15. Acts is ninth chapter, the 15th verse. He said, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. God has a chosen position, a chosen initiative, for each of us. Not all of us were called to be preachers. Not all of us can play an instrument. Not all of us can witness effectively. But God has those that he has chosen. And you know that you're chosen when you cannot get that off of your heart and your mind. Got to do something. Got to don't like myself. Don't like the way I'm living. People tell you that, but no change is made until God speaks to you. And when God speaks to you, that's when it happens. So he said, Behold my servant here in Matthew twelve eighteen, whom I have chosen. Certainly, the choosing had to do with service, not salvation. I was chosen by the Lord. He chose me in Christ before the foundation of the world. Listen to me carefully. I would have never been saved if I hadn't heard the gospel. But every one of those that God has chosen in past time, before this world was created, he wrote my name down in the book of life. But I still had to hear the word of God, believe the word of God, and act upon the word of God. It's like somebody dying and leaving you lots of money. You're not going to get that money until that person dies. You're not going to get salvation until you die to self. You've got to die to self. You'll always have trouble trying to be a Christian until you die to self. You're no longer the number one. You're a follower, not a leader from that point. You follow Christ, and out of the followers, Christ will choose 
leaders. There are other scriptures where the word chosen is used in relationship to individuals. You know, God has a perfect way of doing what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. Now, let's look at 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. When you look at this and you see that God not only chooses people, he chooses places, he chooses times. But here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, he told the church of Thessalonica, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Because God has chosen from the beginning, chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of the truth. Now, Hardshell Baptist, believe that you're one of God's elect, you're going to be saved whether you ever hear the word of God or not, and that's not a true fact. Nobody is saved even though God chose you. You're not saved, does not take effect until you hear the word and the Spirit of God bears witness with that word, making you alive. So, That's why the preaching of the gospel is essential. I remember an illustration that I used many, many years ago. You know, it's Easter time and mom is putting out Easter eggs and she tells the kids, now, all the eggs is in the front yard. No eggs in the backyard. What is she Tell me, I've elected to put the eggs in the front yard. That's where you go. God has some elect out there. He has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save those who might believe. We can be assured everyone that God elected before time will be saved in time but not not without the preaching of the Word of God. That's why the preaching is so important. That's why it's so necessary. You know, several things need to be noticed about verse 13 and 14 here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The first thing we want to notice is the folks' address were brethren, beloved of the Lord. He did not say that. When he, verse 13, he said, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. We can make sure that if we knock on enough doors, if we talk, talk to enough people, we're going to reach one of God's elect. And when we do, the Holy Spirit bears witness with the word, makes them alive. You know, you say, well, that's Christ died for everybody. No, he didn't. 
But I don't know who the everybody was. I don't know who it is. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't mind at all to saying, take the gospel to every creature. But only those that God has chosen in Christ is going to respond. But I don't know who they are. So my responsibility as God opens the door is to talk to anybody that will talk to us and tell them about the gospel. See, the folks' address here in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, they were brethren beloved of the Lord. They were folks who were already saved in the mind of God. They were folks. If you are a beloved, the key word here, one of the key words is brethren beloved of the Lord. Notice that phrase. Brethren. Notice. He said, brethren beloved of the Lord. If I believe Steve is saved, if I believe Mike is saved, if I believe every one of you, if I believe you saved, then I can talk to you, the beloved of the Lord, stating that God loves you. And if God loves you, he will teach you. If God loves you, you will follow him because his love is restraining love. God has never place his love upon the individual and they turn him down because salvation is of the Lord. So the expression from the beginning could mean the beginning of the preaching of the gospel and not necessarily beginning of eternity. But one thing that we know as Paul said to the church of Corinth, God has chose the foolishness of preaching to save those who will believe. No other way. No other way can a lost man be saved apart from hearing the word of God without the spirit bearing witness with their spirit. The verse says they were chosen to are preaching of the gospel. Brethren who believe elect will not be by the word of God. God works on you. So it obviously means those who believe were chosen to sign the express truth bears out this fact. You got to believe the truth. And that's why that we have people who were Catholic, we have people who were Hindu, Buddha, Judah, all kinds. They thought they were saved, thought they were to live a good life, and we are, thought they were saved to do this and do that. God saves you and salvation through the preaching of the gospel. Through preaching of the gospel. Again, we see God's eternal purpose. God has chosen the believer to be saved, bring glory to the name of God. If I'm saved, and I am, 
If I refuse to bring glory to his name, how do I bring glory to his name? By acknowledging to whoever the only way you can be saved is to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Notice with me in John chapter 15. John the 15th chapter. Let's look at verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of me, ask of the Father in my name. That's correct. He may give it you. Now let's look at verse 16 slowly. Ye have not chosen me. If God left you alone, you would never choose to be saved. If God left you alone, you would never stop sinning. Because sinning is what this flesh does better, easier, have no problem doing it until God saves you. But he said, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. We said, Steve, are you saved? Steve may give an answer. I came to the end of myself, and I now look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. I believe he died for me, was buried for me, arose for me. He's coming back again for me. That was because God chose him before he could ever choose God. See, that's the hardcore teaching. That teaching that when you understand that there was nothing in you, nothing in me that would cause God to choose us. You heard the word and it affected you. Thousands hear the word every day and it has no effect upon them. God says, I've chosen you. For what? What has God chosen us for? Well, he said, Ye have not chosen me, but I've chosen you, and you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Don't feel like praying sometimes. We don't feel like we're worthy sometimes. Well, our responsibility 
is to pray for the sick. If you pray like I do, and there's other ways, I guess, but uh, if I pray, if one of you are sick this morning and you ask me to pray for you, I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to thank God for what he's going to do. I never pray unless I want to thank God for what he's going to do. What that does, that tells myself, I believe if it is his eternal will, he's going to answer that. What are you to praying if you don't think God is going to answer you? What's the use of claiming the word of God unless you've got faith that when you die, you're going to glory? Well, God said, I have chosen you. Chosen for what? You know, have you ever asked the question when you hear somebody preach this? God has chosen you. What have he chosen you for? Well, first of all, there will be an opportunity open up and you will be willing when that opportunity opens up because you're one of God's children and he has given you the ability to do it. Now, give you an example. When I went to Hebron Baptist Church, we had no piano player. I was a song leader. Now, you know why a lot of people didn't show up the first year. We needed a piano player. I had a son. I had a daughter. And the next week after preaching that message, I enrolled them in piano lessons. And my daughter was our piano player for a long time. If God calls you, if God has chosen you, have not chosen you, you have God. He created you something. Is he not equipped you to do it? We are able to do almost anything if we are willing. You may not do it as well as somebody else. You may not, you know, but you can do it. But we got to be willing. So God said, ye have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you. Key word, what does ordain? What does that mean? If God has chosen you, he will make sure that comes to pass. They do and bring forth fruit. What about those that get saved and on fire for about six months? You say, well, I don't know. Read the next phrase. Next phrase. He said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that ye should go and bring forth, and, what? That your fruits should remain. 
God doesn't save short-timers. When God saves you, you're in it for the hall from death to your part. Now, we get backslidden. person that been saved any time at all and says he's never been backslidden is not completely truthful. Because sometimes the flesh takes over. We know we ought to. We just don't want to. There's a thousand things that's more important than doing what God wants us to do. But God is a God of action. And he said that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. I've made a statement openly, and I'm, I don't apologize for it. I still believe it. I still practice it. I called many of God's children to pray for my wife. Not once did I personally call the pastor and said, have your church pray for my wife. Why didn't I do that? Because I don't think everybody in the church that are even saved, even though they're saved, they're not in condition to pray. So if you're in condition to pray, and I go through the prayer list, it's an old bulletin, but you know, when I go through, you know, are you going to pray? Well, when God told you, you what? Remember, if they need some, well, you know, up here, you know, he didn't actually say that. We can imagine that. And I'm describing it. Do not bring you mine. But my point is that your fruit wasn't believed, but he believed you had fruit. He took against the God of the glory who wants to write how God is that we have in our God is tapped. If it ripped me out of hell, why didn't he just say God used to say to be like a blunt? Ephesians in chapter 1. Notice what God says. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You know, I, I think that uh, uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, to me, is the greatest book to help you and me and everybody exactly why or why, how, whatever terminology you want to use. But let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 and start with verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus by the will of God. 
Paul didn't choose Christ. Christ chose Paul. He chose him by the will of God to, to do what? To the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. There are no spiritual blessings apart from Christ. It's enjoyment. When we have a revival, if you want to call for people to come, you've got to have the most popular singing group. They'll come. But they came for the music. Nothing wrong with music. We had a revival and Brother Oki Smith was living. I've known Oki Smith for years and years. That man, even with cancer and he was dying, he believed and lived what he sung. It is God and Father, spiritual blessings in him, said it. He has chosen us in him before the foundation. He has chosen us before we had time to do anything. But God knew what we were going to do. Whoever you know that they've had a baby, a newborn baby, an hour old, two hours old, week, if there's God's elect, they were chosen before the world began, and God knows exactly what they're going to do and you will be willing the spirit is upon you. That's why we don't people to walk the aisle. We don't, you know, I'll give this and I'll do this because you want everybody to know about it. Chosen us in him. Chosen for what? Chosen us in him to be saved. It does not say he has chosen us in him that we should be holy without name. All of those things are true for the Christian to accomplish God's eternal purpose. He must be holy and without blame. God has agreed that this will be also. He has chosen the believer to fulfill this purpose. scriptures does it teach that God has chosen some for salvation and some for condemnation I mean, that's why we don't believe that election saves you election makes it possible but if God has chose you in Christ before the foundation of the world you will hear the word, you will respond to the word, and you, to the best of your ability, will serve God for as long as you live. Father, we thank you.